Thanks for listening in to the Calvary Podcast, coming to you from Miami, Florida. We're so glad you've joined us. We hope today's message will encourage you and remind you that God is with you and He's for you. Here's today's message. everybody. Welcome once again to Calvary Online. We are so glad that you are joining us. Come on, can we give everybody a big, big hand? We're glad that you are. We're glad that you're with us today, wherever you may find yourself, perhaps in your living room, your bedroom, office, or perhaps in your vehicle, wherever it is. uh, We're glad that you're joining us, Calvary. We do have some of the team here behind the scenes helping set up. I want to let you know that we've been praying for you. Uh, Me and Diana have been praying for you as a staff. We've been praying for you. We love you. We believe that God is on your side. He's for you. He's with you. And if God is for you, who can be against you? And I'm really believing that no matter what's happened through this pandemic, the best is still yet to come. God is with us. And although some situations, circumstances have been difficult for all of us, including my own family, I do believe that we still have a God who loves us. And he is with us even in the midst of this. So we will get through this together. And I'm glad that we're connected today. Come on, tell us in the chat where you're watching from today. Come on, let us know where you're watching from. Tell us who you're with. Uh, I want you to uh, always know that there's people in the chats that love you, want to connect with you. You have family that really uh, wants to believe the best for your life as well. I'm excited because today we're wrapping up a series that I think has been absolutely incredible. It's called Turn Off the Noise, How to Hear the Voice of God. Turn off the noise. Somebody say turn off the noise. Turn off the noise. Uh, the, the world is full of noise, especially through the past few months that we've been living in, uh, especially in an election year uh, with so many different things happening around the world. It's been full of noise. I think in a world full of noise, uh, we have to remember there's one voice that has to be clearer to us than all the other voices, and that's the voice of God. And so many people say, how do I hear the voice of God? And so we've talked about it for the last few weeks. Uh, go to our YouTube channel and check out the other couple of messages. I think they'll be beneficial and help you. Uh, last week, we heard a phenomenal message from Pastor Phil on how God speaks to us through Scripture. And that's the primary way that God speaks to us. We'll talk a little bit more about that in just a moment. I want you to turn to John chapter 16. John chapter 16. We're going to talk today, the final one, on how God speaks to us through the Holy Spirit. I'm excited about this message today. I think it's going to help a lot of us as we try to hear the voice of God. 2020, though it's been difficult, I love the series that we've had as a church. Come on. We've had a lot of incredible series, and we're going to start a brand new one in just a couple of weeks that I'm really, really excited about. So make sure you stay connected and plugged in. John chapter 16, if you're there, let us know. Say amen in the chats. Say amen in the studio. If you're there, John chapter 16, all of you said it together. That was awesome. John chapter 16, Jesus is telling his disciples about the Holy Spirit. He's getting ready uh, to ascend back to heaven in just a matter of time, and he's preparing them. And he's telling them um, a helper is coming, an advocate's coming. And so he's telling them about the Holy Spirit. He begins to tell them about a bunch of things that are going to happen uh, to the disciples in a short amount of time. But he says, don't worry, because you have the Holy Spirit. Somebody say the Holy Spirit. So in John chapter 16, verse 12, we're going to pick it up in verse 12. I'll read a couple verses, then I'll explain them a little bit, talk about the Holy Spirit, how he helps us, and then we'll have an incredible rest of our day. Verse 12 says, this is Jesus speaking. He says, I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will guide you 
into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit, the, that the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. What he will make known to you. Jesus is explaining who the Holy Spirit is, what the Holy Spirit is going to do. He says, I'll tell him and he'll tell you. And he'll be your guide and he'll guide you in all truths. I want to finish this series today with this message that I have in my heart. I've titled it, Tell Me Where to Go. Tell me where to go. Tell somebody today, tell me where to go. Tell me where to go. Write that down in the chats. Tell me where to go. Let's pray. I'll speak about that in John chapter 16 for a little bit. Uh, and then I'm believing for an incredible rest of your day, incredible rest of our week as we listen to the voice of heaven. Come on, let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your goodness, for your grace, for your love. Thank you that we're connected on a day like today with so many people across the internet and technology and video. I pray for each and every single person tuned in to Calvary Online. God, I thank you for this community. I thank you for this family, even those that are watching from different parts of the world that are not part of this family. I pray that you would help us keep our eyes on you and our ears open to what you want to say. We love you, and thank you for loving people like us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. And amen. Come on, can we give God a big praise? Come on, come on, let's give God a big, big praise. In the year um, 1990, in the year 1990, the movie Days of Thunder was being filmed with the actor Tom Cruise. Perhaps you've seen the movie. Now, uh, the writers of the movie, they kept on changing the script. In fact, they kept changing the script up until the last very minute. While they were on set, they were making changes to the script. Some of it was being changed right before it was filmed. And so the actor Tom Cruise had to try to memorize certain lines right before he acted them out. Obviously, this was difficult. So he said that he began to write some of the lines down and he tried taping them to the dashboard of the car that he was driving in the movie. Then trying to read the lines while he was driving was much more difficult. So he ended up crashing actually on the set. So they were like, okay, we got to figure something out. We're changing the script last minute. What do we do? Between the actor and the director, they actually came up with this method for the actor to wear an earpiece, an earpiece. And so while he was on the set, he had an earpiece, and the, the director or somebody on the set was telling him the lines that he had to say next, where he had to go, what he had to do. So the actor Tom Cruise now, he realized that he would always know what to say and what to do because he had an inside help. I want to tell you, you and I, all of us who are believers in Jesus, come on, we have an inside help. We have an inside help. Many of us don't know where to go in life. Maybe at times we feel like we're lost in life. I want to remind you today, you have an inside help in life. It's the voice of the Holy Spirit. We have a helper, we have a guide, we have an advocate. And a lot of us, what we try to do is that we try to take maps and advice of other lost people on the dashboard of our lives and we end up swerving, we end up stalling, we end up going and switching to different lanes in our life because we forget there's an inside voice that's trying to guide us, lead us, and help us in this thing that we call life. You have, you have an inside help. His name is the Holy Spirit. He wants to guide you and lead you in all truths. Today, are you listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit? Have you allowed the noises around you to drown out that voice that wants to speak inside of you? And I think that all of us, we have a big problem. And the problem is that we lose direction when we forget connection. Wow. 
We lose direction when we forget connection. We have the Holy Spirit, and so often we, we unplug, we get distracted, or we drown out the voice of the Holy Spirit inside of us that wants to guide us and lead us. I think a lot of times we'd rather hear from a partner or we'd rather hear from a politician or a palm reader instead of listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Oh, I'd rather somebody tell me what to do because I don't have time, patience, or I can't stop to listen to what the Holy Spirit wants to tell me. Can I tell you today, you don't have to be lost in the dark. You don't have to be guessing through life. In fact, I'll say this, disconnection brings misdirection. Are you disconnecting from the voice inside of you, from the Holy Spirit? And I think we have so many distractions and so many other voices that want to lead us. Some of them are our feelings. Some of them are our friends, or it can be our followers. Some of it is feelings, like, oh, I'll go by my feelings. I'll go with what my heart tells me what to do. Can I tell you? The Bible says that the heart is deceitful. The Bible says this in Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9. The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond pure. Who can understand it? In other words, be careful with what your heart tells you where to go and what to do. Hey, why, why are you doing this in your life? Oh, I just felt it in my heart. I just felt my heart led me to this. My heart led me to this relationship. My heart led me to this job. My heart led Be careful with what your heart tells you. The Bible says that the heart is deceitful. In other words, your heart can lie to you at times. Right? So often we go with our feelings. Or, or many times we go with our friends or the followers, the crowd. We think, well, if everybody is doing this, that must mean I must have to do it too. But I want to tell you today, just because something has mass approval doesn't mean it has God's approval. Yeah. Just because everybody's doing something doesn't mean you have to do it as well. Can I tell you, the crowd does not determine the course of life. Be careful where you go, what to do, and where you stand on. Make sure it's a God thing, not a crowd thing. What voices are you following in your life? We're talking about voices. Our heart can deceive us. Our friends can distract us. And the crowd can detract us. What voices are you listening to? We're talking about how to hear the voice of God. And I think so often we ignore the voice of the Holy Spirit. Don't be deceived. Don't be distracted. Don't be detracted. There's an inside guide. I want to tell you today, I don't know where you're watching from. I don't know what you're going through. But I want to tell you that there's a friend, a helper, an advocate, and he wants you to get connected. Somebody say, get connected. Oh, come on. Can you say it a little bit louder? Get connected. Come on. Get connected to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Come on. He's your friend. He's our counselor. He's our guide. He wants to lead us, coach us, guide us. Come on. Talk about a life coach. We have a life coach. It's the Holy Spirit that wants to lead us. Get connected. I may be going through a storm, but I have the Holy Spirit inside of me. Oh, come on. I may be shaken, but I won't be broken. I have the Holy Spirit guiding me. I have the Holy Spirit helping me. We have the Holy Spirit. And so I'll tell you this today. To be led by the Spirit, we can't follow our feelings. To be led by the Spirit, we can't follow our feelings. Are you led by the Spirit? Today, if you're in the middle of a big decision that you got to be that you got to make, uh, be led by the Spirit. Listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. I know there's people telling you what to do. I know that the horoscope is trying to tell you stuff. I know that you got friends trying to give you advice. I know that there's even maybe spiritual people trying to help you. But I want to tell you that there's a God who loves you, and he can speak to you, guide you, and lead you. And he can use a whole lot of things, but primarily he wants to talk to you through Scripture. The Holy Spirit will help you to understand where to go and what to do in life. Are we listening? To be led by the Spirit, we can't be followers of our feelings. 
Are we listening to what the Holy Spirit? Jesus, all over John, he talks about the, the Holy Spirit. And in John chapter 16, he's explaining about the Holy Spirit. Jesus knows that his death is imminent. He's about to die. And he's going to ascend back to the Father after resurrection. And he's preparing the disciples because they're about to face some hard times. And they're about to go through some tribulations. And they're going to be facing odds that they can't even imagine. And he says, hey, don't worry, though. Because the Holy Spirit, the advocate, the counselor, he's going to come to guide you and to help you. So Jesus, all throughout the book of John, he's preparing them, telling them. And we get to John chapter 14. John chapter 14, verses 15 and 16. Look at what he says. He says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper who will be with you forever. I love that. He'll give you another Another advocate. He'll give you another helper who will be with you forever. Now, when Jesus says an advocate or a helper, in the Greek, it's this word called paraclete. Somebody say paraclete. Paraclete. Not parakeet, paraclete. (laughs) Right? The paraclete. Now, the word paraclete in the Greek, what does it mean? Para means to come beside. Clete means helper. In other words, it means this. Paraclete is to call beside. Right? It literally means to come beside, to call. It's somebody that we call. It's a counselor, a helper. It's a comforter. In other words, it's the one that we turn to and we call to come beside us. Somebody to come to help us walk right. Somebody that we call to come and help us live right. Somebody that we call that comes beside us to help us love right. It is the Holy Spirit. It is the paraclete to call beside. The helper, the comforter, the advocate. In other words, he says, I'm not going to leave you alone. Today, if you're trying to make a big decision, you're not alone. Today, if you're wondering, should I get into this relationship, you got the paraclete. Today, if you're wondering, what do I do next in my life, you got the comforter. Today, if you're wondering, I can't, I don't know how to figure this thing out, you got the helper. Today, if you're saying, what do I do with my business, come on, you got the guy that's trying to help you. We got the paraclete, the advocate, the helper that comes to help us. Jesus says, it is to your benefit that I go away. Because then the helper will come and he comes to help you and he comes so that you will be guided to all truths. Can I tell you today, I really believe that there's a whole bunch of people following lies. Come on, we've all followed one lie or another in our life. There's so many people following lies when we have the Holy Spirit to guide us into truths. Are you following the voice of the Holy Spirit? So how do we hear the voice of the Holy Spirit? How do we hear the voice of God? God, I'm I'm trying to make a decision. God, there's a whole bunch of noise around me. That's what this whole series has been about. How do we hear the voice of God? How do we hear the voice of the Holy Spirit? I don't know what to do. Week one, we said, actually, you got to get away from all the noise. You got to make some time. You got to turn off the noise and you got to put yourself in a position, a posture, and make it a priority in your life. Turn down the noise. In other words, sometimes it's good to turn off our electronics. Sometimes it's good to turn off the TV. Sometimes it's good to turn off the news. Sometimes it's good to turn off social media. Can I get an amen? Sometimes it's good to get alone to hear the voice of God. So week one, we said, first, you got to turn off the noise. Here's the problem. We hate silence. We hate silence. In fact, I heard one commentator said, a lot of us, we love praise because praise is a way that we disguise our doubts. Because we hate sitting in silence sometimes. Because if we're really around silence, our fears may speak louder than our faith. When's the last time you just sat in silence before God? Week one, we said, turn off the noise. Week two, we actually talked about prayer. Shared a message called, teach me how to pray. 
Jesus taught us how to pray. You don't need a pastor. You don't need a spiritual leader. You can talk to God right there where you're at. If you are a child of God, you can speak to God. And we learned how we can pray. And in prayer, we can stop and listen to God and he'll also speak to us. Have we prayed? We talked about first 15, the first 15 minutes of our day, giving them to God and saying, God, I want to hear your voice. Before I go to my emails, before I go to my text, I want to hear the voice of heaven early in the morning and late at night. Right when I start my day and as I'm finishing my day. Verse 15. Somebody say prayer. prayer. How to hear the voice of God? Turn off the noise. Get into a position of prayer. Last week, we talked about hearing the voice of God through scripture, right? Going to scripture and saying, okay, what does my Bible say? Because this is the primary that God speaks to us through his word. Why we, why we need to read it? It's important. We need to read scripture. I love what John Piper said. He said, do you want to hear God speak? Read your Bible out loud. <laughs> you want to hear God speak to you? Grab your Bible and read it out loud. Yeah. Right? A lot of times we, we're, we're waiting for a, vo- a, a voice when we already have a verse. Come on. Yeah. Right? We have already scripture that is helping us, lead us, and guide us in the way that we should go. Have you read your Bible? I'm not just talking about on a Sunday. Come on. I've been guilty of that. Right? Where we don't pick up our Bibles all week until we come to church on Sunday. I'm talking about every single day saying, God, today I'm, I'm going to spend some time in scripture. Because the word of God, come on, it, it's, it's soul food. Come on, it's food for our soul and it's health to our bones. That's what the Bible says. Let's get in scripture daily. We three, how do we hear the voice of God? Through scripture. Let's make time. Let's make this a priority every day to get inside scripture. Week four, the Holy Spirit. Today, the Holy Spirit. If you're doing all of the above, if you're, if you're turning off the noise, if you're spending time in prayer, if you're spending time in scripture, then the voice of the Holy Spirit will be evident in your life. Romans says this, Romans chapter 8, verse 14, for those who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. I love that. Those of us who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. All of us who believe in Jesus, all of us who are believers who who walk with Jesus, the Holy Spirit can lead us. He can lead you today. I know that you're probably in the middle of a confusing situation. He can lead you. I know you're probably in the middle of doubt. He can guide you. If we turn off the noise, if we find time in prayer, if we make Bible reading a priority, the Holy Spirit will lead you. How do we do this? How do we do this? The Bible says, Jesus says that the Holy Spirit does three things. He teaches us, reminds us, and guides us. Can you say that with me? He teaches us, he reminds us, and guides us. One more time. Come on. He teaches us, he guides us, and he reminds us. So I want to talk about those three things really quick, and we'll finish up. Number one. How does the Holy Spirit speak to us? Number one, he teaches us the principles. He teaches us the principles. Let me explain to you. There's two Greek words in the Bible for the word of God or God's word. Two Greek words. One is the logos. The other one is rhema. There's logos and there's rhema. Whatever you see in the New Testament that it says in God's word or the word of God, it can either be logos or rhema. Somebody say logos Logos. or rhema. In other words, what is Logos? Logos is the entire scripture, the entire Bible, right? The Bible that we have, that is the Logos. It is written scripture. Logos is the total inspired word of God. The Bible is the Logos of God. Now, the rhema is a spoken word. The real translation is an utterance. It's something that is spoken, the spoken word of God for a specific situation. This is what the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit, he grabs the logos of God and he turns it into a rhema of God. 
right? He'll grab the total inspired word of God and he'll speak it at a moment where you're going through, where you need it, and he'll make it become rhema in your life. All of a sudden, you'll remember scripture and you'll say, wait, this is a rhema word for me. I need to walk in this way. This is why I make this decision because the logo has become a rhema in my life. This is called illumination. He illuminates the word of God for us. Right, yeah, all of you guys know my infatuation with Italy and Italian, all things Italian. Remember, my other name is Sagatti. Um, I, I love everything Italy, and I, I, I'm trying to learn Italian. In fact, I, I recently downloaded this app called Duolingo. You got to get Duolingo. It's absolutely amazing. And on Duolingo, I'm learning a little bit of Italian. Me and Michael are actually uh, trying to learn some Italian, and I think I'm about 10% in. Like, I know 10% Italian. And so I think I'm trying to practice it. I'm trying, I think I know what I'm doing. Anyways, I went to this Italian um, restaurant not long ago, and I sit down, and I'm looking at the menu, and it's in Italian. And I'm trying to pretend like I know what I'm reading. And I'm like, oh, yes, yes, uh, mozzarella, yes, parmesano, right? I'm trying to pretend like I know what I'm reading. The waiter comes out. Now, the waiter is Italian, like legit Italian. He is from Italy, him and his family. He comes out, and he begins to explain the menu to me. As he begins to explain the menu to me, now it makes more sense. And I'm like, ah, I see it. I thought I had an understanding because I know a little bit of Italian. Now it just became more clear to me. That's what the Holy Spirit does. Now, have, you ever read, have you ever heard people say, like, I, I don't understand the Bible. I try, to, I try to read it, but it's boring. Hello, have you read the Old Testament? It is not boring at all, right? But people say, I don't understand it. It's hard to understand. They're missing the Holy Spirit. Once you become a believer in Jesus, the Bible says the Holy Spirit comes, and he seals us, and now he lives inside of us, and the Holy Spirit will get something that you didn't understand or seem boring, and he will illuminate it, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, now I get it. He teaches us the principles of Scripture. If you want to understand the Bible, you need to ask the Holy Spirit to help you. Before you read, say, Holy Spirit, I need you. I need to understand the principles. I need to understand the law of God. I need to understand how to walk with God. He illuminates scripture and he helps us how to walk. Come on, he turns a logo into a rhema. Can somebody give God a big praise for that? Come on, he illuminates it. He illuminates scripture so that all of us, you don't need to be a theologian or a scholar to understand God's word. They're great, they're necessary in our lives, but you have the Holy Spirit already to help you illuminate scripture and understand what you're reading. I love that I have the Holy Spirit. There's some verses, has happened to you, there's some verses in scripture that I've read my entire life. And I'll read it, and recently, now I get a whole new meaning. I'm like, oh, now I get it, right? Oh, wow, that's what that scripture, I've heard it a million times. But the logos just became a rema in my life. Well, he illuminated it. And now I understand it in a whole new way. This is what the Holy Spirit does. All of us can understand scripture because of the Holy Spirit. He's the one who helps us. If you want to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, I love what this one commentator said. He said, put your ear to scripture. He'll guide you. He'll lead you. He'll speak to you. I love what Ezekiel says, Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 27. He says, and I'll put my spirit in you, and I'll move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. I'll put my spirit in you, and I'll show you how to keep my laws. So number one, he teaches us principles. Number two, the Holy Spirit reminds us of promises. Somebody say promises. He reminds us of promises. Uh, For example, um, there's times in my life where I, I haven't remembered where I placed my wallet. Has that ever happened to somebody? Right, my wallet got lost, and I'm like, okay, what happened to my wallet? This happened to me recently. Got up in the morning, got ready, and got into the car, was going to head somewhere. As I got into the car, I'm like, 
where's my wallet? I can't find my wallet. Got off, looked everywhere, couldn't find my wallet. Got back in the car. I'm like, did I leave it in the car? As I'm looking through the scar, through the car, not through the scar, through the car, I find in the car a receipt. Now, the receipt reminded me that I went to the store yesterday. As I started thinking about that, I said, okay, I went to the store yesterday. Okay, I had on those pair of jeans. Maybe I left my wallet in those pair of jeans. I go back inside the house, go back in my closet, and I realize the wallet is still in my jeans. The receipt reminded me of the location. Can I tell you, the Holy Spirit works in the same way, in the way that you may be in a situation And in this situation, you don't know where to go. You don't know what to do. The Holy Spirit works as the one that says, wait, I I remember I have a promise for this situation. Wait a minute. I know that God spoke a word about this that I'm facing. Wait, I know that if I'm sick, he said that he's a healer. I know that he said that if I'm lost, he's the one that will guide me. I know he said that if I'm confused, he brings clarity. I know that he says if I'm feeling lonely, oh, he's my comforter. Come on. I know that if I'm feeling like I can't make it, he's my strength. Come on. I know that he has a promise for every situation that I walk through. The same way that a receipt works as one that gives us a location, the spirit reminds us of the security that we have in Jesus. You have security in Jesus, and the Holy Spirit brings to memory all the promises that we have in Scripture. Today, the Holy Spirit, how does he speak to us? He reminds us of God's word. He reminds us. He'll bring, he'll bring us the promise that we have in Scripture. Look what the Bible says in John chapter 14, verse 26. Jesus says, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you all things, and he'll remind you of everything I have said to you. He'll remind you. Has that ever happened to you? Have you ever been in a situation and felt like, God, you forgot about me. You abandoned me. I can't believe I'm here. Look at what I'm facing. And all of a sudden, you remember, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Oh, those are Jesus' words that the Holy Spirit reminds you. Hey, remember what he said? He said he'll never leave you, and he'll said he'll never forsake you. Oh, God, I feel like this is the end. I feel like... Like life is just too hard and and this thing may take me out. Wait, remember, you have everlasting life. And even though you were to lose your life on this side, you'll gain your life on the other side. Whoa, wait, I got promises in scripture. Today, what, what are some promises that the Holy Spirit wants to remind you? Are you feeling lost? Are you feeling confused? The Bible says lean not into your own understanding, but trust him and he'll guide you. He'll direct your paths. There's a promise for every single situation. The Holy Spirit comes to remind us of the promises of God. He teaches us principles, and then he reminds us of promises. There's a promise for you. Today, maybe you're in the middle of a marriage that you don't understand why it's going the way it's going. He wants to lead you and guide you. Today, maybe your business is going haywire. You're just like, God, what is going on? He wants to lead you and guide you. Today, you don't know what to do with your kids. They're all over the place. He wants to lead you and guide you. I think a lot of people, they have a relationship with Christianity, and they're missing a relationship with the Holy Spirit. A lot of us, we love buildings, we love gatherings, and that's great. We should gather. But more importantly, what we're trying to do through this series is that you would have a personal relationship with the God who loves you. That you would spend time with him, that you would know him. I love that we gather on a Sunday. I love that one day we're going to gather back in the buildings, hopefully soon. But do you gather with God daily? That's the most important thing. And so he, he teaches us principles. He reminds us of promises. And we'll finish with number three. The Holy Spirit, he also guides us in problems. He guides us in problems. The Holy Spirit, he is our guide. He comes to speak to us and help us 
when we're in the middle of challenges, difficulties, by reminding us of the principles of the promises, but then guiding us through problems. How does the Holy Spirit guide us? I think it's by nudgings, promptings, or impressions on our spirit. Now, what I'm saying, I'm trying to say carefully because I've seen some people abuse this. I'm not saying that everything that you feel is from God or from the Holy Spirit. The more you practice listening to God, the clearer you'll begin to hear his voice. And I'll say this, anything that you feel is from God first has to make sure that it matches with the scripture of God. Right? Like he will never contradict himself in what you're feeling, that nudging, that impression, that prompting goes against anything in scripture. That's not God. That's probably the peaks that you ate last night. <laughs> right? But if, but if the spirit is going to speak to you and tell you something, it has to match up with God's ent- entire total inspired word. But he will nudge you. It's all throughout scripture. All throughout the Bible, we see how the Holy Spirit nudged people, prompted, gave them an impression. Right? We see... Jesus, he was led by the Holy Spirit out into the wilderness. We see how Paul was forbidden to preach in a certain city because the Holy Spirit told him not to. We see how Paul was also compelled to go to Jerusalem and meet with the disciples in Jerusalem. We see how Philip was told, nudged, prompted by the Holy Spirit to go and speak to an Ethiopian man who ended up getting baptized. We also see how Peter was nudged by the Holy Spirit and told to go to Caesarea and preach to the centurion. Right? We see this all throughout Scripture. We see how Paul was called to go to Macedonia, what is known as the Macedonian call. And he ends up going, and after all that, ends up in Philippi, and the church in Philippi started, and there goes history as we know it. An incredible church comes out of that. Promptings of the Holy Spirit, led by the Holy Spirit. Last year, we did a series on the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Some of those are revelation gifts, gifts that come to reveal something. Again, it must line up with scripture. But the Holy Spirit can also reveal things to you. And what he's going to reveal, he's going to remind you of his word. And he's going to give you promptings, impressions that say, hey, I can lead you in this thing. I can tell you where to go. I can show you what not to do. Remember one time years ago, I got invited to preach at this small gathering. And I show up and it was a really, really small gathering, and it was a wild situation. Things were kind of hectic, and I'm like, how am I going to speak? Like, nobody here wants to listen. It was, it was just a confusing situation. Right before I go up to speak, I felt a nudging, an impression in my heart that somebody there was dealing with suicide. And I'm like, oh, what is going on? I just felt like this thing. I couldn't shake it. I couldn't shake it. And I started speaking. As I'm speaking, it's like the voice became clearer and clearer. It's like it just wouldn't, it wouldn't let me have peace. And all of a sudden, I decided when I'm done with the message, I'm going to say, if anybody here is dealing with something like this, I would love to pray for you. When I mentioned it, there was a girl in the audience that raised her hand, and she just started crying and crying and crying. And we were able to pray for her and help her. What I'm telling you is the Holy Spirit wants to speak to you. He wants to guide you. He wants to lead you. I've had moments in my life where where I've had to decide something. and, And sometimes I'll wait a little longer to make a decision until I feel, God, what are you trying to tell me in this? Can you lead me? Can you guide me? Can can you show me where in scripture I should make a decision like this? I don't want to make my own decision, God. I want to be led by you. Today, are you being led by the Holy Spirit? I love what the Bible says in the book of Isaiah chapter 30, verse 21. It says, whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. Whether you turn to the right or to the left, this is the way, walk in it. The Holy Spirit will show you. And he'll say, hey, don't go that direction. Go this way. Hey, don't get into that mess. Go the other way. Hey, follow my laws. Follow my decrees. Remember scripture. 
He'll guide you and he'll lead you. There's a story of, of a young boy that was flying a kite one day. And he got the kite way up in the air. In fact, it got so high that it got lost in the clouds. The story says that a, a man walked by and said, Hey, young boy, how, how do you know you have a kite up there? You can't even see it. And he says, Sir, I can't see it, but I can feel it. Can I tell you, you have a God that maybe you can't see, but you can feel him. He'll remind you of scripture. Oh, come on. He'll teach you principles, and he'll guide you through problems. That's the Holy Spirit. Today, do you have a relationship with God? Every single day, getting in a relationship with God. Do you talk to him? Walk with him? I'm not talking about a religion. I'm not talking about a pastor or a church. With God himself. He loves you. And I think as a church, we've learned these past few days as we've been fasting and praying, I need to make this a priority in my life. Church, we have to turn off the noise. We have to turn off the noise if you want to hear the voice of God. We have to get in an attitude of prayer. I'm not just talking about praying right before we eat. I'm not just talking about praying as we're in the shower or driving to work. That's great. That's an attitude of prayer. We need that. But we also need to make moments where we turn off the noise. And all of us say, you know what? I, I, need, it. I need this in my life. I need moments of prayer where I get away with God for 15 minutes, 30 minutes. And I need to seek him. You look throughout history. Every great man and woman of God that served God and God used mightily, they made moments where they searched God with all their heart. Jesus would go up into the mountains by himself just to seek God's face. He needed to hear from the Father. Today, are you, are you seeking God? Are you going after him, making moments of God? You know, I hope this series, what, what it did is that it taught us how to humble ourselves before God. In this pandemic, it hasn't been easy. God, where do I go? What do I do? There's decisions I need to make. And I learned this a long time ago, that he who kneels before God can stand before anything. Yeah. One of the postures of prayer that I love is kneeling before God. As we close out this series, today we spoke about the Holy Spirit. He, he teaches us principles. He reminds us of promises. He guides us in problems. But also, let's have a posture before God, one of humbleness that says, God, I, I need you. And I want to close out this series by saying, let, let's, let's learn postures of prayer. I know we pray sometimes on the go while we're driving, like I said, all those different ways. But when's the last time? The Bible talks about the, the prayer closet. It literally just means a private place where you can go with God. And I think if we practice this daily, it's powerful. And today, in fact, I, w- I want to encourage you, if you can, maybe all of us here in the studio, like, let's just get on our knees before God. Come on, let's bend our knees and just say, God, we, we need you. They're at home, in your bedroom, in your living room. Come on, why don't you get on your knees and just begin to say, God, we need you. God, we're going to turn off the noise, and we want to listen to your voice. Come on, it's a sign of humbling ourselves before God. Come on, us in the studio, we're doing it. Maybe you can do it there in your house, in your living room, in your bedroom. Just kneel down before God. He who kneels down before God can stand before anything. Father, we need you. We love you. We recognize that you are Lord above all. You're awesome. There is none like you. Come on, why don't you lift up your hands and worship him today. And just begin to declare his goodness, how faithful he is. Today we kneel before you. We make time. God, we don't want this to be a rushing moment or a passing moment when we're driving, getting ready, or on the way to the office. God, we want to make time for you in our schedule. We kneel before you. We lift our hands. And we worship you.
Come on, why don't you begin to open up your mouth and say, God, we love you. We thank you. Come on, thank him for the goodness and his mercy and his love. There's none like you. We bow before you. We worship you. This is how we worship. This is how we get ready for the battle ahead. By bowing down before God and saying, we need you. We need you, God. Hallelujah. We get in a posture of prayer. We make sure our position is right. And we make this a priority. Father, you get all the glory, all the honor, all the praise. Holy Spirit, teach us the principles in the word of God. Remind us of the promises in the word of God. And then guide us through the, pro through the problems of life through the word of God. We need you. Teach us the way that we should go. God, thank you. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Hey, today, if you're watching this today and you don't have a relationship with God, maybe you're watching and you're like, I, I would love the helper, the advocate, the counselor. I would love the paraclete. I need somebody to guide me, but, but I don't know this, God. I feel far from God. I feel distant from God. I don't know what to do. Can I tell you, you first need a relationship with God. He loves you. Maybe you're saying, Alex, there's no way God wants anything to do with me. I'm, I'm too messed up for God. I've done too much wrong. There's no way that a God like that can love me. I want to tell you, he loves you more than you could imagine. We've all done wrong, said wrong, thought wrong. The Bible says that all of us are sinners. All of us. There's not one person that is perfect. The Bible says that all of us have sinned, and sin separates us from God. But God loves us so much that he sent his son, Jesus. Jesus came, and the Bible says that he grabbed my sin, your sin, all of our sin, all of our failures, all of our struggles, all of our guilt, our shame. And the Bible says that Jesus carried the sins of the world on his shoulders. Jesus went up on a cross, and the Bible says that he died for our sins because sin has a heavy price. It's called death. And me and you, we couldn't die for our own sins. Jesus said, I'll, I'll pay that price for you. Jesus, on that cross, he died for me and for you. He went down to a grave for three days. He was dead for three days, but after three days, Jesus Christ, he resurrected. He's alive today. I really believe that with all my heart. And today he wants to come and give you a brand new start, a brand new beginning. He wants to forgive you of all your sins. Why are we so excited about God? Because he's forgiven us. We didn't deserve it, but that's called grace. It's the gift of God, forgiveness. Today, if you're saying, Alex, I need this relationship with God. I need forgiveness. I've done wrong, said wrong, thought wrong. I've done stuff that nobody knows about. I need forgiveness. Today, there's forgiveness for you. It's through Jesus. Today, if you want to make that decision, I'm going to ask all of us to close our eyes and bow our head. If you want to make that decision today, right there where you're at, maybe you're in front of a, a laptop, a TV, you're in your bedroom, in your living room, in, in your office, in your cubicle. If you're saying today, I need a relationship with God. When I count to three, I want you to raise your hand up right there where you're at. Even if you're by yourself, you're saying, God, I'm in. I'm in. I need you. I need forgiveness. One, two, Three, raise your hand right there where you're at. Right there where you're at. Say, God, I'm in. I'm in. I need you. I need a brand new beginning. I need a brand new start. In fact, if you're making that decision today, why don't you let us know in the chat right now. Say, hey, I'm, I'm doing this. I'm all in. I need a relationship with God right now. I want to pray for you. Why don't you repeat this prayer with me? The Bible says that we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord. We will be saved. Come on, repeat after me. Say, Father, thank you for today. Thank you for this opportunity. I admit that I'm a sinner and that my sin separates me from you. Jesus, I believe you're the son of God, that you died for my sins and on the third day 
you resurrected. Come into my life. Be my Lord and be my Savior. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Come on. Hey, if you made that decision today, if you said, hey, I'm in, I need a relationship with God, I need forgiveness, let us know in the chat, or you can send the word decided, text the word decided to 33222, we want to send you a free Bible, this Bible is awesome, has a lot of notes on the side to help you understand what you're reading, we want to send that to you as a free gift, no strings attached, we just want to help you in your relationship with God, we love you, we're so glad that you're watching today, church, we love you, I hope that this series has helped us out to make time for God, find a position, a posture, make it a priority, to turn off the noise and find time with God. We love you. I pray that you would find time this week to listen to God, speak with God. He will lead you in the way that you should go. We love you. I pray you have an incredible rest of your day. We're going to worship one more time, so I want you there, wherever you're at, to turn up the volume, worship God, give him your heart, your mind, your soul. Love you, and we'll see you next week. Come on, let's give everybody a hand. We love you. God bless you. We'll see you next week.